At FedEx, we're making lower emission vehicles our priority because Earth is our priority. Our goal is to be carbon neutral by 2040. We call it Priority Earth. FedEx, where now meets next. Hello and welcome to Inconceivable. I'm Lynn. I'm Alex. And I'm Wesley. And we're a quiet... Place. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering about that. I was like, so we can be quiet the entire time for the podcast? No. Okay, cool. I never know what to do with my face when we do the introduction. I'm just looking Um, at the camera smiling. Should I look at the camera or should I not? I mean, look at the camera when we start and then we can look at each other when we're Mm. talking. That's typically what I do. Yeah. I mean, camera's right in front of me. But anyway, um, so yesterday, fine, Gary, Gary, flip Gary. You need to flip Gary. I'm sorry, okay? It's been a while. He's been so quiet. (laughs) He would survive. He doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah, he doesn't have (laughs) have a lot to say. I mean, he's got all the time. No, actually, he's only got 20 minutes, so he does. For those of you who don't know, Gary is our uh, sand dial turn on. What's it called? Gary the Time Goblin. Gary time Goblin. Time yeah. And he, yeah, and he's an hour glass he, he, or a twenty-minute glass in this case. Yeah, <laughs> he keeps us on track. Yeah. So you don't uh-huh. listen to us for hours in just an hour because we talk. Which you actually can do now because we have how many episodes out? It's true. We have a lot. We are over the thirty. We're on the twenty-seventh episode of season two, so we're in mid mid to late thirties yeah. total episodes. Yeah. Just like your parents. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's mid to late thirties. That's generous. So, anywho. Um, Will and I recently watched A Quiet Place for the first time, even though it came out months ago. Yeah. And it was absolutely thrilling. I saw it in theaters. I mean, I I'm a little jealous. Died, which so I'm actually glad to hear from you that it was still good. Oh, absolutely. Like, in home viewing, because the sound was so, like, the atmosphere was so important. To be fair, we have a large, we have a, a lot, really we loud TV. We have a nice decent, TV, yeah. good speakers yeah. so that does help so yes. I didn't have to turn worry off the about, lights I didn't have to worry about bothering every, anyone except Will so I was I was fine with just talking and let it be let it be known let it be on the record that just a few moments ago Alex actually asked me hey can we watch some scary movies this fall Ooh. I mean not too scary but like I wanna you wanna get your feet wet yeah kind of I guess so I never thought I would hear him say that I mean I'm so proud the man who we have just recently found out hasn't watched all of Jumanji. You haven't? Because no. he found it too scary to see. Okay. So we're starting with Jumanji. Right, That's so, not even a scary so movie. We're going to talk about A Quiet Place, but first off, my when I first moved to the States, my siblings started watching Jumanji, and I was like, okay, I'll watch too. Mm-hmm. Right when I got to the scene where the guy started to go into the board with his finger started to like stretch out, I was just like, I was six years old at the time, so I'm just like, nope, I'm good, I am yeah, good. Yeah, I'll give it and, to you, it is a little creepy. And then I was yeah. like, well, maybe I can give it another try. I mean, so I went back later, and I opened, I was like peeking behind the door, and I see like a woman's car get hit by a rhino, they go into this house and there's like a crocodile and the guy's falling around in water and he's talking to a monkey who's talking back and I'm just like, what is this devilry? Yeah, it is. It is get weird. Like the practical effects and like it is. did such a good job. Yeah, but they're so like they're imagine, unsettling. Like when he turns and starts turning into a monkey, it is imagine weird. Imagine being a six-year-old and seeing that and not understanding what's going on. I thought it was a devilish Ouija but board. But to never, re- <laughs> to never return to it. 
Yeah, that's nope. just, it's surprising. One of my favorite parts of that movie was always when the cop guy, whenever he was scared, his, like, yell. He was like, ah! Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. like, the weirdest noise ever. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. But A Quiet Place, you can't make noise in that movie because no. you will die. Mm. Um, you couldn't even eat food yeah, couldn't eat, in the movie. Like, yeah, see, I was, I was wondering about that because you watched it in theaters. I was like, what was it like for people who brought snacks to this Awkward. <laughs> so, uh, before we get too into it, spoilers, um, we have yeah. we have mentioned A Quiet Place before. We haven't done a full topic on it, but this time this will be full on spoilers. Mm. So, Full myself. on spoilers. Yeah. So right spoilers. off the bat, like, is they, they raised the stakes this, right off the bat. Yeah, it was a very smart movie and it's cool because the movie was like, there wasn't a lot of actors. There wasn't a lot of CGI. It mm-hmm. was very practical. I mean, besides the monster or monster, and that doesn't happen until later on. Yeah. yeah. And that being said, I think because it was the only thing that was CGI, they spent a lot of time and money into it to make it look really good. Oh yeah. And yeah, I didn't even think it was like, oh yeah, I guess that was CGI when you just mentioned it. Like I didn't even think about the fact that oh yeah, that wasn't real. Like it yeah. was. I think I don't quote me on this, but I think it was ILM that worked with them. Maybe I don't know what that is. Oh, that is like sound and visuals or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, like right off the bat, okay. Let's be fair. We kind of it was kind of predictable with some of the stuff. Like right off the bat, when the kid gave the like when the daughter gave the little boy the the rocket ship, we were we were both talking. We we're just like that is a bad idea. I'm like okay, well at least it doesn't have the batteries. And then the kid grabs the batteries. I'm like, what was the one thing yeah. that you were not supposed to do? Do you want to die? Because that's how you die. And then like it then actually happened. Yeah. And we were like. Oh my word! This actually happened. There's stakes. The child, like the youngest person in this movie, died. I think that was a great way to really establish how quickly those things work. Because that's what I, yeah. that's what I didn't like. That's what really took me by surprise at first. Is that it only takes about like three to four seconds, and bam, you're gone. Like, yep. does not take long. Like, nope. granted, that's when you're in the woods and stuff like that. When you're in the even house, the, you maybe have a little bit more time. In the but house, like they hit the thing over, like they hit the yeah, it does not over. take long. Oh, it's and it was so like 30 tense. seconds. I remember when they're downstairs and it's like filling up with water. Oh, oh my yeah. word! Yo, yeah, like, the, okay, there were so many intense parts of this movie. Like at one after the other, we're just like, okay, we're safe now. No, we're not. Oh, we are now. At so one, many okay, false alarms. At one point in the movie, it's just boom all the way through to the end. Like yeah, it was like the, I think it's climate. like when she steps on the nail. From that point yeah. on, oh, it's just yeah. go 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 go. Once that nail thing happened, I'm yeah. Just like, oh no. Yeah, they no, no, no. they ruined it after that. Yeah, it was it was very so. It wasn't particularly difficult to watch but it was anxiety inducing yeah, it, it was like something it was like watching something really bad happen i mean obviously because it was a movie but like it's like watching a car wreck you can't look away it mm-hmm. just keeps getting worse and worse but i liked it it was good yeah no that was definitely one of my favorite movies of this year and and it was also it was this year right yeah yeah it was this year it came out i think april yeah it was april. earlier yeah but what was this was a Again, we're really late to the game talking about this, but it was a very unique film because yeah. there wasn't a lot of dialogue. Most of it was in sign language, which actually made me kind of want to learn sign language. It really like, did. This would be cool. American Sign Language is awesome. Yeah. And it was really... I'm was, still learning, but It was really awesome. cool to see sign language. Like, I'm, I know sign language has been in movies before, but in this movie, it was so it crucial for many important. reasons. And that little girl's actually deaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they know it. So yeah. they give yeah. you a reason why they know it. it. Um, but also just Millicent how important it was. Simmons, I believe that's the name of the actor. She yeah. was actually deaf after 12 months. Of mm-hmm. Oh, she's like she's legit? She's deaf, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's deaf, deaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like the actor is, yeah. And she did a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. All the 
Like, the kids did a fantastic job. I was terrified for them all the way through. Oh, and, like, like so talk about the feels. Like, like not to just jump emotion. to the end, though, but, like, I can't, like, that scene with, um, we don't really know the names of the people, come to think uh, about it. I have it. Because they didn't really say, they just, like, you know, you got they the dad. They didn't say the names, but their names were the Abbots. Well, you have so Jim. John <laughs> Uh, so John Krasinski was Lee Abbott. Emily Blunt was Evelyn Abbott. Um, and let's see. I just kept calling him Jim in the movie. Yeah, Jim, James, Jimothy. 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 Reagan Abbott was the girl, and Marcus Abbott was the boy. Okay. I felt sad for um, that kid too, like oh the little gosh. boy. Yeah. He was but, scared um, the entire time I feel too. Bad was for it Lee? Yeah. Lee, the, Lee the father yeah. yeah when Lee the father made the choice to sacrifice himself and then he says in sign language mind you which was weirdly extra passionate yeah. like it made it more affectionate rather than saying it for some reason mm-hmm. um, the quote I have loved you and I have always loved you end quote mm-hmm. oh when that happened, I was ready to lose it if yeah. I wasn't on the edge of my seat just from the tension, from the fact that they were still in danger. You yeah, know? yeah. I still like it was it was good, but I still question whether he actually needed to die or not. You always have those in movies because yeah. I do wonder about cause, that because maybe he could have just like thrown the the pickaxe that he had somewhere else, and then the thing could have gone there. So here's the thing: um, when you're looking from a third person's perspective, it's much easier to have a clear focus on the situation. Oh yeah. When you're in that thing your mind's racing and you don't have a clear view of what everything's going on and the way that i see this is that he probably even thought there could be other solutions but you know what he did know one solution that without a doubt would work and would save his children because Mm -hmm. remember what's ringing in his head the fact that if we don't what what um the mom said if we don't like protect our kids then who are we you know and that's that's what made him decide you know there could be other ways, but I know this is what's going to save them, and that's what matters most. Not my life, their mm-hmm. lives. And, and as if this movie wasn't like, like enough, it didn't give us enough paranoia while watching it. They added a pregnancy on top of it, which yeah. was even so much worse because she has to be quiet. She steps on a nail. There's a monster in the place, and she has and then to the get baby away. From has it, to be quiet, and then give birth to the baby. Who's gonna make sounds? You can't tell it to be like, hey, shut mm-hmm. up. Yeah. That was so oh my gosh! Scary. When so when the water came down and then you see the baby cradle and the lids off, like and was, my heart was, was like my heart stopped. I was like, did it really get like? There's no way. It got like I was like, you can't do this to me. You can't tell me that after all yeah. this they got past that the very end the thing gets the baby. Yeah. Like I have certain like rules that I I have like I believe in movies that don't no animals always, can die. No animals can't die, and don't touch the children if they're sweet. If they're sweet, yeah. <laughs> Just if they're sweet. Well, if they're a little jerks. What about poor like, airplane kid? He was I mean, I'm sweet. not okay. So, so like, don't t- uh, basically in general, don't touch the kids or the or the like the dogs. Yeah. Basically, maybe cats. Yeah, cats. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, puppies. Um, I do have. I do have. Like, I think the movie ended kind of weird. It did, right? Like, it felt like it was kind of cliche. In yeah, way. it really was. The, well, it being the very very end. Yeah. You know after. Like I would have almost bef- if they had just ended it before the shotgun, like, <laughs> like yeah, that's kind of cheesy. Well, yeah, I was thinking it was kind of cliche, and also these things. So they find out how to fight these things when nobody else in the government was able to think for a sec. Hmm, maybe so if they're able to use sounds, 
I just think it's a matter of how quickly they were to work that it they just worked really quickly because remember when you first see I think it said 80 and some odd days to where they were and there's like almost nobody so within a matter of a few months it's wiped out like 99% of Earth's population so I think that anyone that because the thing is that based off of how they are they are too afraid to make any kind of noise to even test out yeah. a theory like that and I think they're so focused on surviving that yeah, I was thinking like that's, like, that's a good point is it it was really would have been counterintuitive for them because it's something that makes noise exactly that's bad they're, like because yeah. under his thing of trying to find weaknesses even if he thought what a sound's a weakness is like are you really are you really risking your life just to see if sound is a weakness because if you're wrong you're dead in a few seconds like that's yeah, all exactly. it takes fair. yeah that's fair. the doctor would have figured it out yeah it would have sonicked it it's <laughs> sonic. true yeah and the sonic makes a pretty similar yeah noise. Mm-hmm. yeah i i did like the movie overall um actually no i really really like the I movie. Really it's just the like the again the end scene it was i was pretty proud of the kid who was able to be like oh i can use this as like a mm-hmm. with a sound to kill him i have the power but then the mom's just like oh I just gave birth a couple hours ago. I've got a shotgun. I'm gonna smile. My husband just died, and we're gonna blow through these things yeah. to smithereens. I'm like, you know, sure, but eh. cool. I give it to you. I felt like the the drama was good. It wasn't cheesy. Like no. the family issues that I they really had, I felt it was real. I really liked the family dynamic. It yeah. was very centered on that, and it had to be because that was basically what this movie was riding on. It was like, okay. This is not just about survival, but having the family survive. Yeah, you gotta have all of them take like take care of each other, and that's why it was such a huge moment when the youngest kid died earlier in the movie. Yeah, I mean that was that was rough. Like it was rough for you, right? Oh my god, it was gosh. rough for me. I was like, we're just it was a time bomb just waiting to go off. Yeah. basically. I want to point out how like memorable this movie is. Oh yeah, I've only seen it once back when it came out, and mm-hmm. I can still remember pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. Like, very memorable. Yeah. I think it's because you were so... Because me and Alex both went between, like, either yelling at the characters because we're like, you know, you idiot, and you, you're classic, yeah, you're calling, your, your classic thing like that. Um, or we were dead silent because we were just so, like, invested in it that we also, for a moment, felt like we also couldn't make noise. And then also for me, like, I had, like, weird breathing, like, in this movie because so many times I'd be holding my breath... <laughs> Or something and be like, oh yeah. shoot, breathe. You know, I got to breathe. You can't do any heavy breathing in this movie. Um, yeah, props to John Krasinski for directing this movie. I mean, he went from The Office to a couple of action movies to this, and yeah, he directed it. He did directed some of the, and starred in it. Did yeah, some of the screenplay. And also Emily Blunt, who is in fact his wife, yes. was the wife in this movie. Yeah. And it was cool. That to, was really like, sweet. It was cool to hear about their dynamic and trying to figure out how that would work because. It can be tough having a director and also a husband at the yeah. same time who's like talking I like the you. story behind how she was cast. Do you remember it? Um, I've scrolled past it on Facebook that he, he, he was talking about it in an, in a, in an interview. Um, he really wanted her for the role, but he didn't want to be like, please be in my movie because I'm your husband. Yeah. Like, so- he's like, He's like my wife is like a respectable actor. Like yeah. I don't, you know, I don't well, want to pull that card on her. She's also, so he just kept like reading the script to her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, she was like, "I need to be in this movie." Well, she is a was a. He said that she can be very picky about which characters that she wants to at, uh, play yeah. in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But um, I feel like, you know, as like the family dynamic was so important, you could really feel that bond between the parents and that was really important, yeah. you know? And what mm -hmm. was cool was that like, I was reading about it, basically what he did, like, so that they were basically on the same page for the most part with the acting and the cues and the directing was they went over the script over and over again before they actually went on set. Yeah. So they could basically, uh, you know, figure out what the actor wants, what the director wants, basically not have to worry about that so much, like mm -hmm. on set when there's a bunch of other people. And also it can get kind of awkward because, you know, you're married to each other. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. And it's also nice to see how, like, respectful he was, basically. Because he also wanted to have her input as well. And not a lot of directors will do that. Yeah. So. I, I, they just seem like nice people, too. Like, mm. I don't, it's not just that I like the movie. I like the people who are behind it. True. Yeah. What was, can you, look up, <laughs> yeah. can you look, yeah. Alex is going to cry. Can you look up the budget for this movie? I'm curious. I like. Very low. Big monies. Let's because see. it's not about like, because I like this, because this definitely was, wasn't was creating this concept to make a low budget movie. It was making a minimalist movie of how can we make... $17 million. Yeah, so that's still a pretty high that's... budget movie. And I just think that they were able to put it in different places because they didn't need to put so much of it in, for instance, casting mm -hmm. or... Um, now I bet you that's still a good amount of money went into sound design because that's still very important because every single sound that's in it is extremely important. Oh yeah. So even though there isn't as many, um, it's very important of what's in there. So I wouldn't say that. Oh yeah, they got to save a bunch of money on sound design. I don't think they saved as much as one would think, to be honest. They definitely made the the money back. It was 188 million uh, domestic domestic total gross. That's awesome. Which yeah. I, I'm mostly glad because this was such a like a, a child of John Krasinski. Uh, this was like you know he's really getting his feet wet in acting and doing all the stuff. But this specific project was really obviously with him being in charge of directing and screenplay and stuff really important and close to him so the fact that it's really successful and everything it's just really awesome mm -hmm. you know? something that was really funny that I, I read about was like John Krasinski has been uh, you know preparing for this role this, his entire time at the office because it was all the silent cues that he would do looking at the camera <laughs> or just making faces wow. at it and That's I was great. like you know what that is very true good head can I appreciate that yeah, yeah this is can you can't can't not say it isn't and let's face it, a lot of movies nowadays are very cliche. And there was one of the things that I really it was liked different. Was, yeah, it was different. I also I got the for some reason I got the same feeling I got from this as from Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it was like it felt very confined and like it felt like you had to be careful all the time. Yeah, I like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Not like Lane oh, lot. there's a monster That's out true. there. We got to run away from. There was very few relaxing moments. Yeah. in that movie but it didn't take away from the thrill of the movie because I think that there's gory. movies that try yeah, yeah. it wasn't it like slashing the blood and guts and everything everywhere yeah and it was definitely was not a horror movie it was probably one of the best if not the best thriller movie I've ever seen oh, because yeah. I mean if you're talking yeah. like going to a movie purely for the thrill of it well this one was thrilling like 80% of the time because this movie does something where the threat is real during the entire movie but it the monster never becomes less threatening, mm -hmm. threatening the entire time, which is important because so many times oh, yeah. towards the end of the movie, oh, we figured out how to kill it, and then now it's easy. Like everything's put together, you know? Because mm -hmm. even though they found a thing's weakness, it still doesn't make it easy. They're just able to stun it so that they can shoot it. But yeah. how many shotguns and stuff do they have? Probably not a lot. So. And again, you know, using like guns and anything that's like dangerous. that is very dangerous. Yeah. It's going to bring everything. That's, that's how the movie ended. Yeah. But, um,. And then, uh, but with also the fact that um, 
even you know in the good moments, you know, you see them playing games downstairs, and one of them just tips over a lamp, and then everybody freaks out just yeah. because, of, like, like even like the even the moments where you think you're safe, you're not, mm -hmm. and it's like you had to be quiet the entire time. Even when they were at the waterfall and they started making sounds, I was like, this still seems like I know, a very bad the idea. There, Please don't like, do that. I think it's incredible that that it just shows how good that movie was. That that movie can do can keep that thrill level consistent the entire movie and there's so many horror movies mm -hmm. that like okay the threat was scary at first but now it's starting to become too familiar and, and like too expected and like not scary anymore it's you know 24 yeah. 7 though like they had to be on alert yeah. 24 7 non-stop they couldn't just like you know take a breather or anything they had to be quiet and there's other movies the that have similar threats but can't maintain that same thrill level the mm -hmm. entire movie because it well, doesn't also this was a shorter movie this was like an hour and a half it was pretty short. I felt like it was just the right length, though. It's not like... Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm not saying that it was, like, a bad length. I thought it was a perfect length. But, again, a lot of movies try to have, go for more time. And in that case, they can kind of, like, you know... It can basically kill itself in that way because mm. they're trying to, like, stretch it out. It means there's yeah. not so much of a thrill. Um, also, it looks like they're going to have a sequel to this movie. I guess Ooh. I guess uh, Johnny Krasinski is already working on a script for the sequel. And they already have a release date, which is uh, May 15th, 2020. Wow. And does this movie need a sequel? Well, here's the thing. There's a whole universe now that exists because of that movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't have to be a direct sequel. What if it's a different family or a different set of circumstances in the like, same oh, universe? Oh, where, yeah, exactly. What if they okay. do something like that? You know what I mean? I would much prefer that. Yeah, Let's yeah, forget I want that this too. family in general. Take a whole new scenario with a whole new set of people mm -hmm. with the same monsters. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Because if you use the same family, then it's basically like, you know, rehashing something again. Yeah. Like basically like microwaving the, the first story again. Right. And, you know, and to be it. honest, if they continue the story plot where they left it, which they could, they did leave it kind of open-ended... I feel like it wouldn't be as much of a thriller. It would have to take a different genre almost. Yeah. You know? And those, that, again, that's kind of what those characters from the first movie could appear in the second one. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. it's this is something that ties up, it ties itself up, you know, through multiple movies yeah. or whatever. Again, I keep so. going back to the Cloverfield movies, but like, I kind of see it in that way. Like, those are different stories from the same universe. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen the original Cloverfield. I haven't either. That's something we should watch. Well, the thing is that it's it's. Um, found footage yeah it's found, found footage and I'm not really a big fan of that honestly. yeah but if of the found footage ones that's like the best one apparently I think I that might have so. been the one that really started off I think yeah. it is actually um hmm. alright well, like if I can sit through the Blair Witch uh, true then. or that might have been the one that really started off that one, one of yeah although that one wasn't scary really it wasn't I don't know what was it about again kids get lost in the woods basically I do it all the time I know <laughs> So you don't that, see anyone making a movie about me. <laughs> Final thoughts on this movie? Solid movie. I really, really like it. Highly recommend it. Um, but, again, the ending was a little cliche. I'm going to give it a ch -ch out of whatever you decide. Eh. <laughs> what? <laughs> a ch -ch what? Yeah. A shotgun, Well, It's a shotgun. Like but how does movie, that... I don't know. It's like a, hey, cool sort of thing. Well, no, which is like, you don't want... I know we don't want to discuss, like, specific, like, numbered ratings. Oh, no, I so know, but how does... My... I know, I really <laughs> need to have a rate, like, some sort of rating system that isn't numbers, more like sounds or something, because we got, like, the... Eh, yeah. Or, uh, or that's uh. That's my sonic blast out of... Mine is an ah. Uh. 
Mine, um, no, mine's a, a really like intense two thumbs up, trying not to make a sound. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Just For those of you who are listening, and we're giving thumbs up everywhere, looking yeah. very intensely. I I highly enjoyed it. It was I did too. fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Thumbs yeah. up. Get to live a quiet place. Watch it. So yeah. Um, when you go next, Wesley. When you go next. Okay. Cool. And we will buzz right on into Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> oh, man. hey Um <laughs> Yeah, so this is the one that I was late on, because you guys saw this close to the release, right? I saw it maybe a week after it came out. Okay, yeah, because I, I only saw it, like, last week. I haven't seen it, but that's okay. Dude, spoilers. you haven't seen Wait, it? Wait, does that mean we can't talk spoilers? No, you well, can talk spoilers. You, talk spoilers? you can talk spoilers. Okay, yeah, yeah, then I'm gonna spoil. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the biggest yeah, spoiler right spoil off the bat. Spoil it so much okay. because okay. guess After, what? You, you, everything about L last yeah. time, like it's his turn now. Okay, there. I actually had forgotten about that before you mentioned it. Yeah, Thanks. so you can feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> really, I had forgotten about it. Maybe I'll forget about it again. Anyway, do not okay, touch me, so sir. So after credit scene, um, yes, people do. People do go. And okay. like they, in like, Avengers, they go, are reduced to ash. So it, it does have something to do. Who go? Who goes to um, the Wasp and her dad? So the original Ant Man oh. and the Wasp, and um, Ant Man gets stuck in like the quantum realm. Quantum realm the because place that went in because the first they time they figure out how like they spend the whole movie and they figure out how to go in safely. Right. But they, he was relying on them to get him like to fish him back out, and then they disappear. So, so like they out that has to something to do. Of all the characters, essentially. Yeah, but like him being stuck in there has something to do with Avengers Four because you know he's in Avengers Four. Mm-hmm. So like Somebody's gonna it have is to important. It is important out. to see. You have to see that in credit scene. I like to think that Doctor Strange. Well, no, he can't do anything because he's gone too. Yeah, I just saw ah. a meme recently where it was a picture of them on Titan, and it's like I love how Doctor Strange is just watching Avengers Four in the background. <laughs> really. Anyway, okay. So yeah. So you. The, the end credit scene is actually good, and um, you know the movie's pretty good too. The movie's <laughs> pretty good too. Yeah, um, compared to the first movie. What's the dude's name that tells the stories? The guy. He yeah, talks really fast. He's played yeah, by Michael yeah, Pena. Yeah. Just, anyway, just say Michael Pena. He has a really good story in this one too. It's a lot of fun. It's so like yes. that was like one of like the calling cards of the original movie, where it was like he tells that really long story, but he does it again in this one, and it's just uh. as fun. So I know the name and it's driving me crazy. I know crazy. it's it's escaping Lewis. me too. Lewis. Louis. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Another Louis story. So it's good. Yeah, we got a, a very long story from him. He yeah. This is truth serum. So I was like, tell me everything. Well, so he tells them. Yeah. Well, everything. first it's like, oh, truth serum, and he's like, no, truth serum's not real. It's like, it and you inject and you inject it, and now you're highly like the suggestible. Bolt. Like yeah, like you and he's like, oh, so like truth serum. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's exactly truth serum. Yeah, it's exactly truth serum, dude. Like, it was, so the movie's a lot of fun. Um, That's the thing. which is what I like from the Ant Man movies because yeah. I feel like the Ant Man movies in general are kind of like that palate cleanser. Which is like you can just sit through and watch, enjoy this. Which movie. you could really use after Infinity War. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened when and the first Ant Man movie came out. That's what Rotten Tomatoes said about it, and I thought that was a perfect description of Ant Man Two. It was like it's a much needed palate There's cleanser so after Avengers fun. Infinity War. Did you watch? Did you ever watch Fresh Off the Boat? The story about the Chinese family that went to like Florida. Hank? No. So. The, the guy who plays uh, the FBI agent or something, uh, Jim. Jimmy Woo, uh, he's Jim. Randall Park. He's Jim from The yeah, Office. Yeah, he, he, he's Jim from The Jim, Jim is in this movie. Office. Yeah, he's Jim from The Office. He's in this movie, and he's absolutely hilarious, too. I love yeah, he's pretty funny. I just wanted to say that. Um, I do think, like, 
the villain was kind of bleh. Okay, yeah. Um, villain, but again, a lot of the villains nowadays, I they don't really feel I don't, as much as yeah, villains. I don't like that you just shoehorn a villain in. Well, I think it's like, be, I think their problem is is that with this universe, they have to make a villain who's not threatening too much, where it's like, okay, well, why isn't anyone else in this movie trying to stop this big Thanos-like threat? Yeah. Like, so, if, you had, if you'd seen it, this would make a little bit more sense, but I'll try to do my best. Okay. Is it's like, the villain herself is not so bad, it's just that they explain her story so fast, like, just to get things going. Like, mm -hmm. alright, boom, this is her story. Now let's keep going. Like, I don't know. She was a plot piece, basically. Exactly. She didn't do much. Like, if she, like, they tried to make her more important than she was, yeah. almost, I don't know, like, there, there was a, there was a, there was a better way to have her in the movie. It wasn't, and it didn't end up being too big a distraction. Like, it wasn't no. that big a deal. It was just big, gone. So the biggest thing is that, um, basically they go into the quantum realm because they want to find, uh, Mama. Janet Van Dyne? Yep. Janet Van Dyne. So, Aunt, uh, so Hank Pym's wife, who got lost there several years before. Um, so that's basically the, the huge uh, plot of the mm -hmm. movie, and I think it works pretty well, honestly, because yeah, because it brings to them have all a plot back together. That's, to have a plot that's not always centered on defeat the bad guy was kind yeah. of nice. You know, they actually had like a goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it also, I think, it helps establish you know Ant Man and the Wasp much more because mm -hmm. this is the first time we officially see the Wasp in action. Right. Yeah. And Which she's cool. Really, really cool. She got blasters. I heard a funny thing about that is that the Wasp is the only Marvel character to not kill anybody on screen. Yeah. Technically. Yes. We but didn't see any bodies, but you know, she did some stuff that seemed like. Oh yeah. Kill, no, because they, they said specifically yeah. on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I saw the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun movie. I really. I also enjoyed the like, the whole issue of him still being under house arrest technically. Yeah, because I'm. That's something that I really liked, was that they're tying in the movies pretty well. Like, the timeline is funky yeah, because of Spider-Man. Well, I already talked about that. Yeah, this movie takes place after two years after Civil War. Yeah, so, so he, like, basically just before, at the same time as Infinity War. Pretty much. Yeah. And it's basically... So, so basically, uh, uh, Ant-Man... What's, what's the character's... Um... I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hank Pym is the old guy because he's the original the... one. Okay. And Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd plays. It's just his Ant Man. What really? Scott Lang. Scott, Scott Lang. Scott That's Lang. what it is because he's the second Ant Man. Yeah. So yeah. he's basically under house arrest because of the whole events of Civil War, and he has to deal with that a lot. Plus, not only that, but because he went and helped Captain America, and he was not a registered, you know, superhero. Um, they went after Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne because it was their tech, basically. So yeah. they're on the run in this movie, too. Yeah. They're on the run from the Fez, or they're on the run from, like, you know, from bad Arab, guys, too. Everybody. Yeah, and from, you know, thugs and bad guys and things like that. Yeah, because they're, like, doing business with this really shady guy for parts to make their machine that puts yeah. makes them go into the quantum realm. And he, like, screws them over and chases them the whole movie. I like seeing their how they basically did the whole, you know, shrinking things and making them bigger. Because they did that yeah, a lot more Yeah, the Pez dispenser. The Pez dispenser, they had and the entire, matchbox cars. They had the building, yeah, the match yeah. matchbox cars. The, even the ants, like, they made... They, <laughs> he goes they, through so many ants. Why. Yeah. So, so, they made big ants, basically, to help them build the things that they want to yeah. build. They had workers, basically. And then they have... So, uh, 
I'm basically explaining the entire plot for Will. Um, but they have to get Scott Lang out of his house arrest, but he has like a you know a leg brace or, or he has a, a bracelet, a bracelet, yeah, his ankle, um, ankle on. So they they have an ant basically go through his entire routine where yeah, they, that they like program the ant to do his yeah, daily routine so, with the anklet on so weird it's because it's funny he so he like watches tv for like nine uh, hours a day he plays a little bit of drums <laughs> he just like eats a bunch of food he takes a shower i'm just like this is the weirdest <laughs> thing doesn't she ever. like walk in on the ant in the, the, sh- in the, does, in the bath right? or something the yeah she does she's so cute in this yeah movie she too, is. Even though she's like Oh, they start the movie off, and he's such a good dad. He's a very like, good dad. He has this whole like, like Indiana Jones style, like, um, like. Uh, he has so much time on his hands because yeah, he's in house arrest. He, so like, he takes cardboard and makes all these like tunnels that are supposed to be like you know when he's shrunk down. These are like the yeah. tunnels in the so ground. Yeah, he's made this like treasure hunt for her basically at the yeah. beginning of the movie. It's just so cool. I wish I yeah. had that right now. I'm an adult. Yeah, <laughs> I would do that all the time, and it was yeah. He's. He's a good dad. He, he doesn't do very well, you know, being on the right side of the law. But other than that, he really loves his daughter. And yeah. That's very, very and like the step and his like ex-wife and the stepdad like love him now for whatever reason. <laughs> They're just like, I guess. Yeah, we love you. Especially like, you're cool. It's weird with the stepdad because we really hated him in the first movie. Yeah. Well, not hated, but like strongly disliked. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch the second, the first movie again. Yeah. I love Ant Man. That was. Ant-Man, at one point, was my favorite Marvel movie. I don't really know what my favorite Marvel movie is now. I, I don't know. Infinity Wars is, uh... Yeah, probably Infinity War. Still Winter Soldier for me. Yeah, Winter Soldier's a good one. But no, Ant-Man and Wasp is definitely worth seeing. Um, they have a good dynamic. Was it and the same director for this movie as the previous movie? Good they, question. Because they changed it about halfway in the first movie. Who it was? Google search it. Google, Google search, search it. it. Google. Google. Man. Search it. And the Wasp. Director. Um, science fiction. No, that's not the director's name. <laughs> Director. Nope. Director. Peyton Reed. Okay, I don't think that was the first. I don't think he directed the first yep, one. Yeah, he did the first one. Oh, he did? Okay. The, per- the, the person who was working on it beforehand was... What's the name of the guy? Edgar Wright. Did? Edgar Wright, yeah. So he took yeah. over for Edgar Wright. And now he completely did the second movie. Yeah. So this is the one that he's completely in control of now. Yeah. yeah. And, and I still felt fresh. that it was it was basically like the first movie. It didn't feel like the first movie didn't feel choppy to me. Some people say it was choppy. I felt I like, like so. it was fine. Yeah. yeah. I, liked it. I even liked Yellow Jacket. I know. I know. I liked it though. I liked it when he like said I was gonna incinerate you and then it started playing a song on his phone. I thought that was cool. Oh yeah. 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 Again, I need to go back and watch the movie. Like I, said, I don't quite remember that part. I thought you had seen this. No? Yeah, why haven't you seen this? We got I thought you guys went together. There is so many freaking movies to see in theaters this year. I know. I couldn't it's add only this to watch Christopher Robin. I've yeah, got... we do. Just because of you and McGregor. Hold on, let me pull up. I really want to see Christopher Robin. Like, I want to see Mission Impossible, too. More than I want to admit that I, I want to see Mr. Impossible? Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Mr. Impossible. I just love the editing of that of that trailer, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Especially like, with the magic. Music. Yeah. That's the first time I actually heard the song. So, yeah, that's the first time I heard the song, too. And apparently it's I have forever. already seen two, three, four, five movies in theaters so far. And I still have... This summer or this year? This year. I still have five movies I want to see in theaters. 
that's not including Ant-Man. Ten movies, I've never, I've seen, like, maybe 20 movies in theaters in my life. And mm. I'm about to, like, put an extra ten on that this year. Between this show and the fact that the Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe exists, I've gone to the movies more than I ever have in my life. Yeah, if it wasn't for, like, like Marvel, then I would have Right, yeah. It's not been, um... It's not a bad thing per se. It's no, just I like, like I like going to the movies. I've definitely been enjoying it. It's not been a chore for sure. No. It's definitely like I like the I like the theater experience. Yeah, I've been really appreciating it. Yeah. Um, movies that I have seen so far in theaters: Ready Player One, Infinity War, Deadpool Two, Solo, and Incredibles Two. Movies that I'm still gonna see this year: Venom, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Uh, yep. A Phantom. Wait, yep. Dark Phoenix is coming out this year. Yep. 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 Uh, which will be important because it's the last one that's made before the Disney buyout. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic Beast 2, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and Aquaman. Wreck-It Ralph and Same. the Wizards 1, I'm not so sure. You're not sure about one. seeing Fantastic Beast 2? You're not a huge Harry Potter fan? Mm. Oh, I like Harry Potter. I just... Well, this is the Fantastic of Grindelwald. It's going to be Fan- really important. I've Why? still only seen Fantastic Beast once, and I don't really uh, feel the need to see it again. Actually. No, and I'm the same, and I agree. We, we, had a, we had a topic on this before. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, um, but this one... Even as right of now, interests me way more than Fantastic Beast ever had me interested in because this has actual, this feels like a Harry Potter movie, not something completely separate. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to do com- something completely separate, but it just didn't feel like a Harry Potter movie well, at all. Unless yeah, it was it a bad really. movie, it just didn't feel like a Harry Potter it movie. It didn't really. So much so well, where I couldn't even put it in a ranking list with the other movies because it doesn't feel like those movies at all. That was my thing too. We should go see it together because I haven't seen a Harry Potter movie with you. Yeah, right, I saw like... four or five on up, either four or five on up I in theaters. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, seen, any, of I haven't I seen any of them until last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've Shame. We talked about how I've seen them. Pretty yep. sure it was last year, or the year before, but okay, recently. Yeah, that. But yeah, Ant Man. <laughs> but yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, I just think it's so cool the way, like the way his powers translate to the screen. Well, that's so it's so fun it was to nice watch to them see like that it malfunctions too a lot. Oh my word. I couldn't stop laughing. So like <laughs> his like yeah, his like shrink button gets stuck and he's like the size of like a, a small, small like a small, yeah, a small child. A small child. And he's it, in the school at the time. And he's wearing this like baggy sweatshirt to hide it so he looks like a kid in the school and he's just like like flailing around like it's I couldn't there's stop laughing. There's a school laughing. monitor like there's a teacher or something who's in the hallway. He's like, "Hey, where's your pass?" and he's like he has the hood on and everything. And he just scurries away, and the guy just doesn't follow. He's just like, like whatever. Kids, man. It was so <laughs> funny. funny. It was yeah. so, so funny. I love it. And also, again, there's the whole him growing larger takes a toll on him. Oh, that was funny, too. That was pretty funny. He literally, like, falls asleep because he's so big. I think, didn't he fall asleep underwater? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. And she had to go in and get him. Mm-hmm. It reminded me, honestly, of getting, like, getting the ring out of the water in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Return yeah. Return of the King at the beginning. Oh. Remember when the ring goes? It reminded me a little bit of that because she's like searching around for him because he's tiny now. <laughs> but where uh, do you know where you would put this with the rest of your ranking for Marvel movies? I know all of them. There's so many. There's like twenty at this point. I don't even know if it's worth ranking it. That's my that's my problem. Is there's so okay. many now? Like, so what do you do? L- let's be a little bit more general, not okay. be specific with the numbers. Where would you put this? Like. How? What movies do you like similarly to this movie? So, like, what movies would be around the same ranking? Uh, let's see. Black Panther was. I like Black Panther better. 
I like Infinity War better. More. Um, I like this movie more. more than the first two Thor movies. Yes. Definitely. That's easy, So though. this one seems to be a, just above average. Like, mid the pack, I, but just above mid the pack. It seems I, that I, it's okay. lighthearted for the I know we part. don't want to be specific, but I would give it, like, a 7. Um, I'm trying to look up other MCU movies so I can give you some... Because the Thor ones are really easy. Yeah. Because nobody likes... Well, just, like, I mean, they're not I'm just bad, curious to talk about. It's not like it needs to be oh, definitely. done. definitely. But... I'm not a big fan of... Captain America, the first Avenger, so I probably like it better than that, too. I liked it. I like it better than... I probably liked it better than Civil War. Maybe, maybe what? I liked it more than... I'm not... I don't... Okay. You, don't, you didn't like Civil War? Not really. It. I watched it again I've recently, about and I was this... like, ooh, I actually like forgot how much I really liked this movie. I just... I've seen it a couple times, and honest, I'll admit, it, I'll admit the second time I watched it, I liked it better, but I still... Like... I'm not so stingy as, like, you need to follow the source material, like, super accurately, but I really feel like they were so far from it with Civil War that it was a missed opportunity. So, like, that just, that bothers me. It was pretty hard, though. Yeah. Civil War was the Avengers that we deserved after having... Yeah, um, I just felt like it should have been, it should have been something different. This movie is probably better than Iron Man 3 also. Everything's well, better than Iron Man <laughs> 3. I actually like the first two Thor movies better than Iron Man 3. Do you like this more than Age of Ultron? Um, it wasn't as messy as Age of Ultron. I, see, the thing is, I like Age of Ultron more than most people do. Oh, okay. So, I actually think it's pretty decent. I don't Yeah, it. I probably would I say... I don't hate it either. Just in Marvel standards, I don't think it was that great. Especially for Avengers standards. Eh, I mean... Maybe. Especially say, after having Infinity War, because I was just trying to think that maybe it's just okay. impossible to have a good so, Avengers movie with this many people. I like people, it most than the t- most. By like, most, like, by most people's standards, I like this movie a little a little bit more than Age of Ultron. By my standards, I think I like Age of Ultron and 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 this one about the same. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I like Age of Ultron more than. That's fair. Most people. Well, that's a that's a good way to yeah. frame this movie. Mm-hmm. Rather than like some arbitrary rank, it's like, hey, like if you like this Marvel movie, then you'll probably like this one. Yeah. See, I don't know if I'd go back to think of this movie as like, oh, such a great movie, but it was like, no, it was fun. Yeah, I would watch. Easy. I would watch it again. That's it's why I'm like thinking. I'm getting the feeling that it's just above average. You know? Yeah, I would. Yeah. A rewatch, but not an like, optimistic above average. Not yeah. like a you just barely scooted above. Yeah, not like average. A, like, it's not like, like this I, is above average. It's like, not like I have to go back to the see this movie again in theaters and be like, I need to watch every single detail. Yeah, no, not not, yeah, like, not that level. Not like, like Infinity War, which is like... You're excited for it to come on DVD. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good Yeah, movie. especially since you haven't seen it yet, so when it comes yeah. out, we'll As soon as it comes it. out, I'll absolutely yeah, watch, we'll watch it. it. I just couldn't make it up to the theaters again mm. to see another movie. Yeah. And again, like I said, it's fun for me just because the first Ant-Man won me over to the character, mm-hmm. and so, like, Ant-Man's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. And also, you know, Louise. So, yeah. Louise is cool. At least Louise is cool. Um, I'm I'm a big Thor. I'm a, not Thor. I'm a big Hulk guy too. I love the Hulk. I don't think so, I actually finished it. Actually, Hulk. the Incredible. Okay, so the Incredible Hulk. It's a bad rap. Go watch the Incredible Hulk. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It really is. One thing that I want to talk about soon, but I really mm-hmm. want you guys to watch it first because it's really not worth talking about without it? spoilers. It's called Bloodfest. It's the movie that Rooster Teeth came out with, which oh, is their horror okay. comedy. Um, I was when we we're talking about stuff we saw in the theaters. I went to uh, a Phantom event screening because it's a one-day screening oh, yeah. for this movie. So yeah. I think it just came out for digital download. It is, if if you're wondering about a pitch for this movie, just to sum it up real quickly, it is probably the best 
well, I haven't seen a bunch of them, to be honest, but a lot of them I've seen aren't that great. It is my favorite horror comedy film that I've ever seen. Okay. It's a hard, it's a hard combo to pull off, and so many times it's either really funny and not scary, or scary and not really fun, or just awkward and cringy. You know, most times I feel like it falls yeah. into the awkward cringy. This does a really nice blend of having real stakes and being kind of scary, but absolutely funny and not cringy funny either. Would you say Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse was a horror comedy because that was kind of cringy also yeah more than a couple times it's pretty cringy yeah. did you see it no okay this one actually had a good concept the the concept of the movie is that they they have they get this fandom of people who are obsessed with horror movies mm -hmm. it's kind of meta um and they have this festival called Bloodfest where they basically recreate these movie settings oh, that's as cool. like attractions okay but then it turns out it turns out that the Bloodfest is actually everything is real. It's not like fake. So it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, I know about it. I know it. of yeah. Yeah, that's the thing where like it's that's really meta too. They set up a horror movie cliche to like appease like these like evil gods or whatever. Like uh, the virgin, like the virgin has to live, and like this so and so dies first, and like that's a really like that's a good stupid. movie too. Excuse me. That's stupid. It's a good movie. But yeah, um, at some point... Um, oh, it's also like um, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, that, that was a good I love Tucker and Dale uh, Do you, you yeah. watch that movie, right? Yeah, I've seen that yeah. one. Okay. Um, but yeah, this one's on digital download now, so um, cool. sometime we'll have to get you guys to watch it so we can talk about it, because I really Fine. enjoyed that well, movie. it's that season, that's, uh, so we're getting there. It's true. Yeah. It's, uh, we should have a horror special. We should. I plan, I plan to host or be a part of several horror movie marathons. That's my favorite part of this Part of fall. We are getting yeah. close there. We are in September now, folks. So, yeah. and with that, I'd like to move on to my thing. And mine, you know, we just had like two basically movie reviews. And have a little bit more open discussion here. Um, I want to talk about, and this has been going on a past this all summer about people saying how, and let me just say it right now, I disagree. People are saying that um, single player games are dead and multiplayer I disagree. games. Yeah, and like I said, I disagree with this too, and many other people do as well. But a lot yeah. of people saying single-player games are dead with the rise of things like Fortnite and, of course, What about God of War? Yeah. What well, about the new see, Doom coming out? And see, this yeah, is like, why I will point to PlayStation every single time. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. When is that coming out again? Soon. September 7th, I think. What? Really? Yeah. yeah like it's this week. Five days away. We will this definitely week. be talking about yeah. that sometime. Because <laughs> we, we will be playing it. that sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, but yeah, so, and what made me think about it is just earlier today. We Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, is that what oh. you're getting to? Okay. No, actually, oh, no. no. Okay, oh. but that's in there. Yeah, yeah, that looks um, crazy. I was good. talking more on the other side of okay. like multiplayer games. So like the first thing that, because I want to go on the side of first about talking about what I like about multiplayer games versus single player games. For me, I don't have a lot of time, so whenever I like free time to do stuff. Whenever mm -hmm. I schedule stuff, it's much easier to set a time for, say, a video game if it's with friends. Because once it's a social thing, then it makes more sense to carve that time out. Yeah. If it's a video game, I find it harder to justify to carve time out for as much as I love video games. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as I get a friend involved, then all of a sudden, like, bumps it way higher up on the priority list. 
Um, and just to, like one of my favorite things to do um, when I see my family is that we play Jackbox games. If you don't know what those are, those are um, I'm uh, talking to the audience. We just got done playing some yeah. of those. Um, oh, if wow. you don't know what Jackbox games are, they are uh, games that you can purchase for literally any console almost any device, you can buy them for smart TVs. And you play from your phone. They're basically like board games. It uses basically any device that you can hook up to your TV um, and uses it as a host, as a display, but then your controllers are actually your phones. And you go to a website and it gives you, the TV will give you a code to hook up to this specific game to play the games. And all of these games are really fun things that you could do. The first that we we got was Drawful, which is like a form of Pictionary, basically. Um, Then we have a a game that we like called Quiplash, uh, which is one where you make up a funny answer to uh, fill in the blank kind of question, and then it puts two of the answers up there and you vote for your favorite one, you win points. Yeah, they're, they're really good party games. Yeah. Yeah, um, fun. yeah, and then uh, they have we were testing out this this bracket game uh, where and it's cool because it allows for a lot of people. So most of the games allow up to eight people, which is already pretty awesome. This one allowed like sixteen. Right? This one allowed six. It's the first one to offer more than eight people. Uh, where it's basically like a tournament thing where you are pinning things up. It gives you a certain category of things to like something that you think is like the best food and then he's like oh i think pizza is the best food and then someone says oh i think donuts is the best food and it makes a tournament bracket out of everybody's answers and so then you, you have to vote, vote. Yep. you have to vote for which one's the best and what we immediately found out that made this game better is that because once you vote it's not over there's a timer that runs out and you can re-vote and we found that if your answer is up there and it's not winning, you'll start yelling and making a case for your answer. Yeah, we started like arguing for our answers to win. And like, like what was a pitch. it? What was it like? Sandwiches was one. Yeah, sandwich. Sandwiches versus Batman. And someone was like, "You can't eat Batman!" And it immediately switched all the answers <laughs> yeah, to sandwich. Yeah, totally. Just watch the Batman votes go down and yeah. the sandwiches go up. Which really sucked because mine was Batman. Uh, I'm like, no. Alex was an answer at one point. That was, <laughs> yeah, a, that like, was an answer for a couple of them actually. Yeah, yeah. Alex came. I won too. You lost to memes at one point though. Yeah. No, I lost to memes, and then you lost to memes. Actually, or, I put your name down. You actually. put my name down. That yeah. was so sweet of you, but I had no chance against memes. <laughs> That's fair. But anyways, I think that that's, that's something that's really turning heads in multiplayer gaming because it's something new. I think it's something that's simple and fun and something that really spans for all age groups. Mm. It's good for young kids. It's good for um, like uh, parents and adults and stuff like that. Everybody can get involved and everyone has a fun time with it. Um, it's, almost, it's very board game-esque, but it's almost the way it incorporates technology makes it more appealing to say the like the young kids you know not to be that guy but like it really actually does make a difference Um, and um it's just a lot of fun and then um and then another thing that i feel like that's really been doing great things for multiplayer games is the switch um Mm. because right off the bat the switch does something really cool that people don't talk about enough is that the switch is the first console to come out since i can't even remember when that you can have two controllers out of the box Every single time you buy a game console, it comes with one controller. And if you ever want to play multiplayer games, you have to pay 50-plus bucks for a second controller. And that deters a lot of people. And the only time you play multiplayer is online, uh, which is the general preferred. But 
all of us grew up in a time where land gaming, that's what was multiplayer to us, not online gaming. You go to a friend's house, you play some couch co-op, or you play some split-screen shooters. That's what we grew up with, and we're still pretty fond of that. And I think that there's something to be said about everyone being in the room playing. They built a certain kind of energy that mm -hmm. you don't have. Yeah, it's like online. a love-hate sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying I don't like online gaming, don't get me wrong. I do love online gaming, I just think that there's a different context When for you it. can yell threats in person to the person in the other <laughs> room, it really helps. Your one of still one of my favorite gaming experiences ever is still playing Halo Reach LAN party with like eight or more people mm -hmm. in the same room playing Infection. Mm -hmm. That is some fun yeah. times. It is good stuff. You can um, yell bloody I'll, murder at the other person and just laugh <laughs> the entire time. It's so good. I'll still I'll still always prefer a really good single player game though to a multiplayer. Every yeah. time. What like what's That's, what's some of your favorite experiences that single players offers versus um, multiplayer? Halo like Reach. Ga games? Games and experiences, like, what do you like that it offers that multiplayer doesn't? I See, RPGs are my favorite genre. Um, so I like, I like expansive maps, really good stories, interesting characters. I don't know how to navigate stuff like that. Oh, I love it. Like, so, so, like, Skyrim and all the games preceding that one in that series, or, like... You have the Star Wars Knights of the Republic games. Fallout. You have Fallout. Will keeps you have thinking. Mass Effect. Yeah, Will keeps um, thinking that I'm I the one who plays Skyrim. And he's all like, the time. hey, remember in Skyrim? I'm like, no, I don't because I've never played it. And I don't know why I keep thinking that I did. Because I like, I like character creation. I like, And I yeah. like, beyond character creation, I like putting myself in the game. So it's like you figure out your attributes, what your character is good at. You know, you build kind of mm. like a head cannon for your character so he acts a certain way and you make him act a certain way in the game. Like, all stuff that you can't do in multiplayer. Or if you do, it changes it and it makes it either at a faster pace. It's some, there's always something different about it. It's not. It never stays that way when you're trying to make it multiplayer. Because, mm. like, that new Fallout 76, it's, you know, or, like, any other, um, you know, mo massively multiplayer online game where... Yeah, some of them are are legitimate um, RPGs, but it's just still it's still different. Um, I don't know. I feel like the two types of single player games that are most appealing to people is ones where it's essentially you playing a part in a movie, or yeah, one basically. you are controlling this vast new world. Mm -hmm. You know, like for instance, my that that I can remember. My last great video game experience was Batman Arkham Knight. Mm. That was and that's the why last. You should be really excited about the new Spider-Man. Yeah, game. that was the last time I felt fully immersed in a video game. Um, just yeah, just if you set up a really good universe and a good story, and you like actually feel like you're mm -hmm. there. And multiplayer never does that for me. And for me, single player, the most appealing experiences are story based. So, for instance, one of my favorite recent games has been um, Detroit Become Human, yep. uh, which is by the same people who made Heavy Rain and Beyond Two mm -hmm. Souls. Um, this game um, has been really like going crazy viral recently. And for this type of game, I'm actually like one day I would love to play for myself, but I've been very content watching Let's Plays for it because I want mm -hmm. the story. So I enjoy watching this game, yeah. especially. You know, it's good because it's a choice-based game, so it's yeah. not going to be the same when you play it exactly. as it was when you watch someone yeah. else play it. And yeah. this, and as far as choice-based games goes, this company does it the best. Yeah. like Heavy Rain. So I watched a whole playthrough of Heavy Rain. Yeah, and if you liked Heavy Rain, I would su heavily suggest. Although you start I don't think Heavy Rain actually changes too much. 
This one it does. I know this one you, does, but I don't think Heavy Rain did. A crazy did. amount of people can die, and you also have the option for literally saving every single person, which, by the way, is super hard to do. Yeah. And it makes you think that there's some moments that, that there's no way you could save that person, but, but it's can. just... It's so crazy, the, the butterfly effect in this game. But what's really cool is that after every chapter, it shows you all the choices you could have made. It doesn't show you what happens, but it basically shows you this butterfly graph mm -hmm. of, like, here's the path that you take and took, here's and all here's the all the other were. ones that you could have taken. Like, yeah. you can't see what the things were, but you can see the paths and seeing yeah. how many options there was available in this chapter. And you're like, whoa, I could have made so many different... Yeah. So what's important is that you can hmm. see how many different endings they are. Yeah, see, I love that. I love stuff like so that. So good. Um, can't re recommend that game enough. Totally check that one out, especially even if you just go watch a Let's Play. There's plenty of good ones out there. Hmm. Um, other single-player games. There's been a really good movement in horror games I've been finding. Um, yep. Obviously, Outlast. Five Nights at Freddy's, um, Outlast, that's a good one. Um, and then there's also, which is kind of less of a horror, but like it's a horror strategy, which is um, Dead by Daylight. Um, Dead by Daylight. That's the one where... Killers versus survivors. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and um, so I feel like there's also... Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. But um, I feel like there's lots of experiences, um, both in story base, that encourage really strong, strong gameplay that people are not about ready to give up or anything like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's dying, because especially with games like Beyond, uh, sorry, like Detroit Become Human and God of War, mm -hmm. how can you look at games like that and saying and say that the single player industry of gaming is dying? Like, I don't think it's dying. But my thing is, is at least for me, and I know this isn't the case for everybody, but it's, I'm caught in a parent, like in a struggle where um, Heavily immersive single-player games are my favorite kind of games, but I don't have time for them anymore. Mm. Yeah, and see that's what I and see that's what I appreciate about multiplayer games mm -hmm. is because when you have your friends involved, it helps the priority of me wanting to do it because yeah. now if it's involved with socializing, that's a much more important thing to me mm -hmm. than just playing a game for myself. Yeah, because with a with a single-player game, you'd have to make the same time for it that you say would make time to like read a book or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or I don't know, to just I'm all grown up now. <laughs> That's all I got. Like no, no, no judgment for people who still really enjoy games. It's just, you know, we all we all end up doing different things. So, yeah. I kind of go like going back to the whole, like reading a book sort of thing. I find the same problems. Like I mostly just read at work, but again, you can't really do that really with games when you're mm -hmm. at work. I mean, I don't read when I'm working, but you know, like on breaks and stuff. Switch I kind man. of read when I'm working. I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. So. True. Nice. Switch man, you can take a switch to work. Yeah, I don't really feel like playing a game at work though. It depends on the game. Yeah. Some games are like books. Pokemon Go. Like no. <laughs> Detroit Become Human. It's basically a playable book. Yeah, it's like it's it's a choose your own adventure at a very extreme scale. <laughs> like yeah, there's not, just not a whole flipping. lot of like yeah, there's like um, there's like quick action stuff like that, and they do a good job of not making them too corny. Yeah. But like for the most part, there's not a ton of like actual. Like, other than just walking around and finding the stuff, there's not a lot of action-heavy elements you have to worry about. So, yeah. Um, That's mostly all I do is, like, action games. I don't... I'm not really good with the whole, like, detective thing. Like, space things in Arkham. Yeah. Or, See, or cyber... Like, cyber open punk. world, basically. I can't really do that very well. That new cyberpunk game looks right down my alley. I like, want, as far as games that really sell to me, yeah. that's 
that's you like should look into that more to really my... go into it because they released yeah. a huge gameplay trailer about it. I watched all of it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, cool. I just again, I I'm not interested in spending the money on a console to play it on. So, well, it's also like as we're talking about gaming and multiplayer and versus single player, it'll be interesting because both Xbox and PlayStation have confirmed that they are currently working on their next gen consoles, mm. but have literally said no other information other than that. And especially with the with the Switch's rising popularity, like the Switch is only becoming more and more popular. I was talking to a friend about this recently, about how the Switch struggled at first because even though the concept was great and people liked the concept, um, even though the price was only 300 bucks, the game library was weak. And the first wave of people they yeah. had were the diehard Zelda fans. But it's um, the Switch. For the Switch, yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, it took a little, it took a bit but Switch had finally um, not only put in a lot of really worthwhile first-party games, with a couple really important ones coming up, being Smash Bros. Ultimate and yeah. Super uh, Mario Party, which both look super which, promising. Yeah. Um, the Switch is here to stay. Yeah, and this like this um, this year they've added so many third-party titles. I'm talking five a week. They've been adding so much. Wow. And games uh, that we all love, you know, like they added Skyrim and such, mm -hmm. but then they also added... Doom. A, yeah, they added Doom. And just, see, this is the one time that I've been really behind re-releasing of games because this is a type of console that allows you to play fully-fledged games on the go in a way that makes sense. It's not compromising. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have a big enough screen that makes sense, but small enough to still be portable. You have controllers that are still good and don't feel small and cumbersome. Um, and um, you have this platform that you can just literally take anywhere. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Um, and so to be able to have this to play your favorite games, your favorite fully-fledged games, not your favorite mobile games, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's a very strong console now. And after Smash and Super Mario Bros., I'm oh, sorry, Super Mario Party comes out, all the big hitters for the first party will be out. And... It'll be interesting to see how PlayStation and Xbox react, if they even react. Don't you love how the GameCube controller still isn't dead? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. one of the longest, like, the longest life a controller has ever had, probably. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of that, the Xbox uh, Xbox brought back a special edition for their Duke controller, yeah. which I, honestly, probably one of my least out of Xbox... There's a reason why they re-released the original Xbox controllers. There's a reason why. It's neat that they're doing it. But I but think it's like, more of a collector's item than not an exactly. actual. Yeah, because yeah. to be honest, out of all of Microsoft's, Sony's, and Nintendo's game controllers, the Duke controller is my least favorite out of any of those three yeah. companies that produce. It doesn't make a lot right, of sense. It's basically Right under the uh, N64 controller. Yeah. What is that thing? But at least... I actually kind of like the N64. You have to know how to hold it. I know. And like I said, there is an upside to that one. But the Duke was it's just... still funky with the PS4 yeah. controller. I keep hitting the middle button. PS4 controller for me. I really like the PS4. I like it's, the it's not bad. The 360 was mine. Yeah, the, 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 the my problem with the PS4 controller is it's too much like this way for me. Really? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's smaller. I don't think so. Hmm. Not to the Xbox One controller. And I or prefer. Least, I think it all really just depends on who you grew up with. But I always prefer the yeah. lower two thumb. Yeah. Uh, thumb and I don't mean things. that. I don't mean that it's too big. I mean that it's. I just mean that it's too wide because. No, the, I know. The yeah. Xbox controllers curve in. Like okay. they they get smaller at the top, so like well, your your hands too. might be just as far out, but it angles your fingers in more. Oh, okay. that's what I mean. Yeah, when you hold Fair it. Enough. So, um, 
But, you know, I feel like that's always personal opinion when it comes to controllers based on what you grew up with. I don't think yeah. there's anything no, wrong with the, that. The PlayStation 4 controller is good and the Xbox One controller is yeah. good. Just yeah, weird anomalies like the Duke's like, yeah, but them bringing them back, I think it's cool, and I, I think it'd be great a collecting addition to any person's Xbox memorabilia shelf, but as far as actually playing, I don't see why you would ever use that over the Xbox yeah. 360 or the Xbox One controller. Like, that's just... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I do like how the DualShock has been really consistent over there. Over the, yeah. uh, Probably the most consistent... Yeah, actually, no, it is. PlayStation has the most consistent controllers with their DualShocks because you see the first one, and it's literally the DualShock 2 without the thumbsticks. Mm -hmm. um, and then DualShock 2, they just throw those on there. The 3, they added a little extra features, but most part, the shape is still the same. And the 4, that was the most change they made, but still very similar to what it's they've just always done. sleeker, basically. Yeah. It's got more, more of a profile to it. Whereas you look at Xbox, they definitely did... A decent amount of changes, not as much as like say Nintendo does, because every mm -hmm. time Nintendo makes a controller, is literally completely different. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Literally, the most similar controllers they've ever made is their jump from the NES to the Super Nintendo. Yep. And even though, even then, they added twice the amount shapes. of buttons and on the yeah. curves. Like that's exactly. Yeah. It's still a big change. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Nintendo's funny. Yeah. Let's. That's another thing. Is it's like. I say the Nintendo Switch is here to stay, but like I just feel like they're so experimental. Who knows? And that would yeah. that that's kind of kind of right. like why would you do that? Yeah. Like, so it'll be interesting to see if the PlayStation will just let them be and realize mm -hmm. that Nintendo be doing bold things and let them take the risks and rewards that they take from I that and love. the failures. Cough, yeah. Labo. Uh, <laughs> you tried. It was cool, but yeah, it's a failure. Um, I would love for Nintendo to just be kind of consistent for once. Yeah. Like coast a little bit, Nintendo. Exactly. Let's keep the Switch around for a while and not worry about like. And I don't think they're going to be worried about the new consoles coming out. That's no. fine because they're going after a different market now, and I, they've been really hitting their stride with that. You know. Yeah. It, every other console for Nintendo has been good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Wii and the Wii U was like, why did we need this? Why, why then, we need, yeah. yeah. And then it was like fun for like the first month. Yeah. And the GameCube was also weird because I love the GameCube. Don't you no. No, 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 the GameCube is one of my favorite consoles. That was ever. one of the no, ones no, no, that so, like, so, got so, me so, into game. Hey, hold on, hold on. So Game Controller, GameCube controller, pretty good. The first party games, fantastic. The console itself and how it supported a non first party games was awful. That's why I think you yeah, see it as a bad who console. Needs that? Well, see, that's the thing. That's when they realized, that's when they were still trying to compete with Sony and Xbox. So they're like, oh, we can do disc games, but we, for some reason, feel like doing mini discs instead of full discs. So that means that every third-party title we have to basically recreate because we can't make the same game. Yeah. Literally, their copies of games were made by different developers because they literally yep. couldn't be the same game. Mm -hmm. So if you were looking to play the same games that the PlayStation and Xbox people were playing, yeah. you'd be very disappointed. And you know what? That being said, that downside made them move on to the Wii and just totally disregard third-party games in general, which was amazing, because that's how we got the Wii. And that Here's was the things about the GameCube, console. though. The GameCube was super affordable. It was a hundred bucks. Was it really? It was a hundred bucks. Yep. Yes. I thought it was cheaper. It was a hundred bucks. What? No. Oh, keep when talking. I bought my game... The GameCube was my first console ever. It was only a few years old at the time. I bought it for a hundred bucks. I got a silver one. I remember my brother got one. Before that, we had I think had a, we had a PS2 for a very short time, and then something happened to it. I don't remember. But our brother saved up his money. He bought the GameCube, only to find out that we need to have a memory card for it. Uh, the launch price for the GameCube was one ninety nine. 
199. Okay. Yeah. So it went down fast. I'm sure, like, and I'm After sure you a couple years. Yeah, yeah they, they always do. Yeah, but yeah, $200 is still nothing to sneeze at. That's a really good price yeah. for game consoles. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, they've always tried to be more more affordable, you know, and that's how that's why they took downsides to, like, having smaller discs. But that was, the GameCube was the transition period. That's when they didn't know, granted, they still kept their A game with their games, you know, and allowed them to do so much more than they would, what they've been doing previously with cartridges, for sure. Um... But as far as an overall console, disregarding just their first-party games, then um, then it just really falls short to the rest of the competition. And yeah. that's when Nintendo was like, you know what? What really made this work was the first-party games. Let's just stick with that and forget about what everybody else is doing. And then that's when Nintendo really started doing some amazing stuff. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, And I hope they continue to do that. I'm glad that they've really been introducing more third-party games than they have been in the past ever since GameCube. Uh, but it's doing it in a context that makes sense and not in a way that's really competing. Yeah. So yeah. continue that. Don't get too comfy with the third-party titles, if that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But yeah, I thought it'd be nice to have that, because this has been something that's been going on all summer, and I feel like a lot of the players are saying, why would single-player be dead? And a lot of the media is like, no, 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 single-player is dead. And we're like, it's what? Not. No. no. And I just feel like I want to put my voice out there and be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. So, you're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Gaming is probably one of the healthiest stages it's ever been, currently, to be yeah. honest. So, yeah. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, folks. It's a wrap. We're not actually going to wrap. It's a wrap. I'd like a wrap. Name or is Alex and Anthony. I wish my name was actually Stan. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. But. That was really bad. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> anyway, stay kind, dudes. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Father's Day. Yep, just got 25% off some champion t-shirts at Kohl's. My dad is all about staying active. Sounds terrific. <laughs> Was that a dad joke? It felt fitting. Like the yard games I got from my husband. They were 50% off and I got Kohl's cash. It's the best feeling, isn't it? What, the deals or the Kohl's cash? Or getting it in less than an hour with free store pickup. Well, all the above. Select styles. Sale ends June 20th. Coupons do not apply to champions. See store or kohls.com for details. Today tastes like a sunny day, like firing up the senses and cooling them down with an ice-cold Coke. It tastes like a flaming hot grill in backyard games. Today tastes like a Sunday ritual, and it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. If you're loading up for a blowout barbecue this weekend, don't forget to pick up Coca-Cola today. 